Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Joe Doring. I'm here at World Famous Corgan Hall. What's going on? It's Sammy Guevara, the best ever. And you, yes, you are listening to WrestleCast Radio, baby. WrestleCast Radio, it's the number one podcast in all of wrestling, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Richie Rude. Well, i tell you something, Bulldozer. I am impressed. I mean, I can't come out here and I can't squash an apple with my bare hands. It does show that you do have a lot of power and you are a man to be respected. But, you know, I tell you, I can't come out here and I can't crush an apple, but there's one thing I can do. And that's get step into the ring and fight as hard as I know how to do and do the best job that I know how to do. And tonight, we're going to search for the next WWE Diva. Now, to vote for these beautiful young ladies, you have to vote. Go to... to <laughs> go to, uh, go to uh, WWE. Dial 86946. And vote for your favorite Diva Search contestant and text message your favorite Diva Search girl. And starting this moment from now, from this moment on, this will be the moment starting now of the genesis of McGillicuddy. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me at this time... Brock Lesnar, Curtis Axel, and Paul Heyman. I just wanted to get your comments on what just transpired out in the ring there between your two clients and your former best friend, CM Punk. That's the best of the best of the best of the best of the best that this world has to offer. I'm the beast and the best in the world. Paul, say something stupid. You say your name is Finley and you love to fight. I say your name is Finley and you're a bastard. Wow! Can't say that. So you're the man that rules the world. They call me the Shockmaster. You've ruled the world long enough, Sid Vicious. Get ready. Come on, you want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? Come and get me. Come after me, Sid. I'm ready. Along with Davy Boy, Sting, and Dusty Rhodes, we'll see you at the Fall Brawl at the War Games. Until then. This is WrestleCast Radio with your hosts, Ryan Cook and Alex Mello. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, episode 111. 111. <laughs> WrestleCast Radio. Excited as always to be here. We got a lot. A lot, a lot to talk about. This was a show where I asked Alex, I said, hey, what time do you want to go on tonight? What do you really want to talk about? Because I don't know what to talk about. And then it was like, oh, wait a minute. There's like 94 things to talk about. So, uh, totally. Armbar. <laughs> yeah, let's start. 
making a list. <laughs> it's a big paper with a terrible side. <laughs> I, crazy enough, if we uh, if we were on camera, I would actually have pieces of paper with notes on. Oh, <laughs> we'll put it on the Patreon. Let's go. We're gonna get that going too, guys. The Patreon obviously is set up, but we're 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 working on getting this uh, the Twitch stream going. I just gotta figure out the tech side of how to make this work. We tried it a couple. We tried it like what last week, I think. Almost got it. Yeah, last Friday. Partially got there. Um, so we're we're in the process. Slow and steady wins the race. Maybe if you subscribe to Patreon, you'll be able to see it on there. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> we got to keep the cameras two, on. Two uh, New Japan ROH on a rising shows that took place at Cork and Hall. The giant Baba 20th anniversary show as well. We yes. need to preview Fastlane, the New Japan 47th anniversary show uh, tomorrow evening, and Ooh, the WSW 16 Care Gold Tournament, which is going to be awesome this weekend. Um, you know, I, I know what it is. I've always been a fan of tournaments. King of the Ring, of course, you know, being the, the mm-hmm. big one kind of growing up. But with me, whenever I would create events or play uh, wrestling video games, my go-to was always tournaments. So, you know, the E has shied away from the King of Ring and, you know, all that stuff. So I'm so happy now. There's so many promotions that kind of, you know, use this as a showcase, which, again, that's what the King of the Rings were, you know, kind of growing up watching wrestling. So this weekend, man, my gosh. And and again, we, we have the New Japan Cup starting you know, within a couple of days God. here. It's, again, it's sorry, WrestleMania weekend, but uh, <laughs> this this might be a, a great prelude uh, to start the year. Now, speaking of WrestleMania weekend, there's one thing that I did. Um, I did see that I feel like, heck yeah, look at those dope. You do have dope notes right there. Let's go, Alex. <laughs> I can't. I, I saw Ren. By the way, those two matches were dope. Renderita is ready to go. Shota Omino is ready to go. Um, I, I mean, Narita Marty Scroll was tremendous. Holy hell! Yeah. Um, but real quick, you mentioned Mania Weekend, and before I forget or let this slip through the cracks, um, for those of you who are fans, um, like we we love the cluster that is the Joey Janela Spring Break. Uh, they're doing two shows this year, which I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what are they going to do for the two shows? Well, there's a guy that's on a lot of these shows that I, I tend to crap on, Alex, and you can vouch for it. And I don't know if it's just because I don't get, get it and everyone else does. Um, but did you see the Jimmy Lloyd promo at the last Game Changer show of what he wants to do at Spring Break 3? No, I, I did not. Um, I hope it's not be, be on it. <laughs> what CZW craziness is Jimmy Lloyd going to do? Is he going to challenge the Sandman? Is that as well, wacky? It's it's not wacky, but I mean, I'll say this first and foremost: whoever he challenges, you know, is is somebody that I'm hoping probably beats the shit out of him. Correct? <laughs> I'm sure he he hopes for that as well. Okay, good. Because he issued a challenge and it was accepted as he will be taking on in I'm assuming a death match my runner up to wrestler no of the way. year Masashi Takeda the crazy cat wait I will be liquor fueled that evening I'm saying it now so Is that Friday night uh, yes oh man Masashi Takeda I hope beats the ever living crap out of him oh boy I celebrated by watching some Takeda matches and I I stand more <laughs> path than I was before watching 
I watched a couple more title defenses, and I tell you what, this dude is a great wrestler that just has deathmatch implications in the matches. I, I watched him with Demetrius, and he's sitting there watching, and he goes, you know, I just kind of watched it because you always talked about it so much, but this dude's really good. And I was like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this guy can really work and tell a story. <laughs> so can he take Jimmy Lloyd to the next level? I don't know. But Maybe. as long as he beats his ass, I don't care. Over under 25 light tubes busted over Jimmy Lloyd's head. Uh, over. Over. Wow. <laughs> I'll see this I like though. those odds. I think there might be more broken over Takeda's head by himself. But that's beside <laughs> the point. Because <laughs> that's how he holds up. Oh, <laughs> so that was my big, huh? I'm excited type moment. So. <laughs> um, my gosh, how- I have Colt Cabana taking on Minoru Suzuki in the New oh, Japan in Cup. <laughs> <laughs> At New Japan Cup, man, it's going to be wild. Thirty-two participants. I love that they're doing that. They're doing just this big tournament. Um. Mm-hmm. So much good stuff on this. There's, and, and once again, that, that upper corner, uh, a black C or whatever you want to call it, still blows my mind that your your two matches that are going to be in the bottom of that, Abushi Naito, yeah. Evil, and Zack Sabre Jr., three of those four guys are going home by night two or by the second round. It's insane to think about. That's so, tough, just due to the fact that with Evil, you know, again, well, I don't know about momentum, uh, as we'll get into uh, that here in a second, but, uh, I mean, I don't know if you could bet against that Zack Sabre Jr., you know, especially having a fantastic breakout, I would say, uh, from the New Japan Cup last year in 2018. And, you know, maybe that's that might be the, the best, uh, best way to start this out. Alex, let's... You want to start with some Honor Rising? I know you checked those out. You got a lot of the notes, and I thought there was a really good... Notes on notes on notes. notes. <laughs> um, night one, opening match, the villain Marty Skrull defeats Ren Narita. You know, as as you pointed out, and, and I've been talking about him, and, and you, you got to see it firsthand and really, mm-hmm. really put him over. You put this over hard to me, harder than you have any of the other ones. That, that really got me excited, and you were 100% correct, and it delivered. Um Ren Narita looks ready. He looks believable. He's he looked as big as Marty Skrull. Yes. <laughs> they kept putting over his belly to bridging belly to belly pin suplex. Uh Skrull kept countering. It, it was a great match. Marty Skrull treated mm-hmm. this match with Ren Narita like he was in a match with anybody else that was a big name. He held nothing back. It was not a squash. It was worked very well. Mm-hmm. Tremendous match all around. Like I said, Narita kept kept going for his uh, his bridging belly to belly that he's finally been pinning some other young lions with. Marty kept blocking it. Awesome counters when he went for the finger break there. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice little counter too, getting out of the chicken wing when he dropped down for that near fall on that roll up. I, I mean that was a that was a believable near fall with it. And then he locked in the chicken wing, game over. But man, like you said, this match delivered. What'd you think about this opening contest? Um, everybody kind of after night one of Honor Rising, you know, it seemed like a lot of people were talking about, you know, Shoto Aminu and rightfully so, but the guy who kept kind of, you know, coming to my mind after watching night one was Ren Narita. You know, like you said, he just, you know, they, they both are in shape, but Ren Narita just kind of has, you know, like you said, he looked like he can go toe-to-toe with Marty Squirrel, which is then eventually down the line, three years maybe, 
he can go down the line, you know, with one Okada a la Marty Skrull, maybe five years. But, you know, something along those lines where you're just like, wow, this guy just has it. His ring awareness to me was something that it's like, I, I understand this program now. You know, it just seems a lot more effective. You know, NXT can do their own thing. You know, they're, they're effective in their ways here. But again, just going back to basics with them, it's a proven winning formula over the last five, six, seven years. And it looks like, again, they're going to uh, have success. And Renderita um, is, is definitely one to showcase that. But the other one, uh, the other young lion, I should say, you know, that, that, you know, kind of, you know, is breaking expectations is one Shoto Aminu. And to have a showcase like this against Zack Sabre Jr., wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was an awesome match. You know, nice, nice uh, Taka bumping for Shoto Amino right at the beginning there when, mm-hmm. when he just charged in and took him out. The thing I'm going to say about Shoto Amino, too, is where he doesn't look as, as cut as Ren Narita. He has become one of them big barrel-chested upper yes, body. Yes, I was just thinking barrel. <laughs> <laughs> like he yes. Looks, he looks big, and I love the ring awareness thing that you brought up because this is one of those things that, that continues to make the young lions succeed is they take these guys and they, they don't just throw them all in there at once. It's, you know, two get thrown out here, and then they wait and sprinkle another couple of them in there. And with Umina and Narita, Umino and Narita, they look so comfortable. It, it mm-hmm. doesn't look like these all of these are just these young lions that are, you know, these rookies. These these guys are in there working great spots, nice holds, good counters. And, you know, when you got Marty Skrull and Zack Sabre Jr. having the type of match with them that they did, I mean, that only means that they respect them or, or want to continue to help them grow. Yes. Now, mind you, they, they, both, they both got put in Boston Crabs, which I laughed about um, in the contest, but <laughs> it was... It was nice. They were the, countering uh, the crab so many times where you're just like, oh. I thought, again, what, what was great about these matches was the time given. It didn't yeah. seem like it was dragged out with these basic moves, you know, that the young lions usually or always has to perform. Every move seemed like it counted, even if they were getting squashed or, you know, suplexed or, you know, having themselves in an armbar it was believable that they would get out and try to persevere and then get that one up. So it was amazing when, you know, Amina would keep going to the top rope. It was just like, well, what is this guy going to do? And and he's just, you know, you know, having Zack Sabre in a daze, it's, it was just awesome to see with these guys. And, and again, time was definitely a factor. This was like their swan song, if you will. It's excursion time, as, and, and- as the one screwed hammer would say. <laughs> Amina and um, Amina and Saber got almost 15 minutes. Um, a lot of callbacks to the Sonata Zack Saber G1 match, where Umino kept getting the best of the technical wizard, and, and Saber mm-hmm. was getting frustrated, which was really cool. I loved the the when he powered out of the guillotine choke into that suplex. It was a great way for them to show Umino's power. And it was it was believable. There's people I'm seeing online that are going three three and three quarters to four stars on Amino and, and Saber. I mean that's wow. insane to think about that a young lion is getting put in that much of a praise. Now, 
we know exactly what Zack Sabre can do when he went in there and, and, you know, we had never seen a kid from White Wolf Wrestling and it was, holy crap, this is on our match of the year list. So we know hmm. Zack Sabre, if he wants to, he can, he can pull the Okada treatment and make anybody a star. Um, he's done it plenty of times, but the fact that he did it with a guy like Shota Amino and Amino kept up and, and he did just enough where Amino didn't get outshined, I thought was a hundred percent class and a great worksmanship by Zack Sabre on top of it. Mm-hmm. No, both these guys, uh, Sabre and, and of course, Marty Skrull, um, you know, not only great teammates, but also uh, great ringleaders, you know, as, as again, were showcased into these matches because it wasn't about them. It was making these guys comfortable in the ring and showcasing their talents, you know, again, as they're, they're on their way out. Uh Tag team match next, Jonathan Gresham and Jushin Thunder Liger defeat Taiji Shimori and Robbie Eagles. I immediately, after watching the exchanges between Gresham and Eagles, I said, I mm-hmm. need to see these guys in a full-fledged one-on-one, and they both need to be in the New Japan, or in the, the Super Junior. Because those two guys, that opening sequence with the chain wrestling and Gresham with all the crazy holds and Eagles oh, getting man. frustrated, it was just a work of art. And then we get the awesome finish. Ishimori gets <laughs> shot off the ropes by Liger, ducks under, rolls him up, and gets the three count immediately. And kudos to Ishi, or, uh, yeah, Ishimori and Eagles because the way that they, they kind of sold that finish with Ishimori losing his mind and mm-hmm. Eagles trying to calm him down was perfect. And Liger just stands up and starts flexing, and Ishimori is having to be held back. He's having to be restrained. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was the best way to do it because, let's face it, I'm sure we're both on the same page that we know Liger's not beating Ishimori. Even if they mm-hmm. wanted him to, I'm sure he doesn't want to be champion ever again. He doesn't want that schedule. But the simple fact of short and efficient and Ishimori mm-hmm. making it seem like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. It's never going to happen again. And Liger just gloating as the veteran. I don't even care that it was a five-minute match. That was the best way to end that match. What do you think about the whole the whole, uh, I guess, two-part miniseries we got in that contest. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a good showcase. I, I believe this is what Gresham's debut, um, you know, kind of with New Japan, um, as well as uh, another debut uh, happening um, later on. But, um, no, I, th- I thought this was great. Uh, the, the instant pin by Liger, beautiful, uh, exploding head emoji from Taji Shimori, was fantastic. Um, but no, just, it, it was, they were playing to the crowd. I mean, Robbie Eagles and Jonathan Gresham, um, this was definitely a, a supposed to be a spotlight weekend for Jonathan Gresham. Um, and as you know, uh, from night two, that definitely did not disappoint as well, but uh, it, it was a fun, quick match. Um, something to, to, you know, build the bridge, you know, un, until the anniversary show uh, for the IWGP. Junior heavyweights uh, title. So fun. So fun. I, I just I need more Gresham and Eagles. <laughs> I, How I did they make it so effortlessly though when they oh were my kind God. of gliding and flipping? Like I, seriously, it was like you said, a work of art. I sat that. here in frustration watching it, if that makes you feel any better. Going, <laughs> what the hell? Like I boy, it'd be cool if I could do that. What a bunch of dicks. Way to make me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> You mean Juice Robinson and David Finley? Getting title (laughs) shots? 
uh, Juice Robinson, David Finley, Tomoaki Honma, and Toa Hanare taking on the Briscoes and the Girls of Destiny. Alex, thoughts on this eight-man tag? Uh, um, I, I thought it was great brutality uh, from the Briscoes and Gorillas of uh, of Destiny here. Um, you know, pretty much decimating uh, half of Lifeblood um, and Toa Hanare and, and Honma. Um, you know, Juice got his ishin, if you would. Um, and, and, of course, Jido, you know, kind of hitting uh, one of the Briscoes with the kendo stick while Juice rolls up for the win. Uh, it was very obvious. It wasn't, you know, a fun match. Really, it was just kind of a, a nice, um, I guess, again, another bridge into what we would uh, know would happen after night two here. Uh, of course, with the Briscoes and, and G.O.D. kind of going at it, uh, you know, with Jido uh, costing uh, the win there. Um, nothing fantastic. I would say the, the one thing that was, though, was uh, G.O.D.'s helmets, uh, getting them from the uh, Mustafa Ali uh, headwear shop. <laughs> Uh, never open weight six man tag title match. Togi Makabe, Toro Yano, and Raisuke Taguchi. Drama. Uh, the che- cheeseburger, Delirious, and this year's partner, since it wasn't Liger like last year, Colt Cabana. Uh, a couple yes. takeaways I have real quick for uh, for the match before I'll have you jive into it here. This is the first time Colt Cabana actually appeared on a proper New Japan event in all of his Japanese mm-hmm. tours, which is insane to think about how long he's been wrestling. Um, oh, yeah. And what do you make of Toro Yano? flipping off his robe and actually having a uh, Taguchi Japan custom uh, soccer shirt on or what rugby shirt is, is he not in chaos anymore? Or was that a one-time thing? Like, I wonder where they're going with that. He was not getting really stripes. I, I, you know, I, I think he's kind of floating right now. You know, he's, he's got a few groups of friends, you know, I'm sure some people do out in this world here and he's just showing support, you know, kind of for the team. You're the champs, you know, you, you got to, Unite as one. Just ask the shield. <clears throat> um, spoiler alert again. Um, I like these spoilers because then I just don't have to watch it. Um, but uh, <laughs> then we get, uh, you know, uh, Yana with a low blow. Cabana doesn't see it. Shakes his hand after the match. Shakes his all hand. Pissed off. Um, they leave. Cabana's sitting there. He gets low blow by Delirious. Uh, so, Changes uh, the match for the second night, by the way. Yeah, All because of that. So it was kind of cool. Yeah, go, go into detail with the match because that's something that we never see before where they literally changed a match because of an angle of low blows. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this this was uh, an interesting match. You know, it, it was kind of, you know, what, comedy minus Makabe, you know, for, for the most part. You know, it was like Makabe taking a shot at like, did Makabe even do anything? Uh, yeah, Cabana had him in a headlock to kind of start it oh. off. Okay. And then they struck, uh, they beat the uh, living ish out of each other for a second. Um, <laughs> then uh, he tagged in Cheeseburger, which is then Yano came into the ring, and yes, that was the last that we saw Makabe. He's like, all right, I've had enough of this. This is Togi Makabe, the master of not tagging in when he's in tag matches. I've never seen a guy <laughs> who does less in tag matches and is always a champion in somehow. <laughs> but no, I mean, again, you kind of knew what was going to happen, you know, kind of along into this match here. So, I mean, nothing, 
nothing too crazy, but uh, it, it was kind of nice to uh, see Yano and Colcanis. They've kind of made, you know, kind of those parallels uh, in shows past. <laughs> so good little fun, good little fun in that match there. Uh, then we move on. Never open my title. Will Osprey defeated Dalton Castle. I've said this a million times. Dalton Castle or Will Osprey could put on a four star match in his sleep. Um, Dalton Castle did awesome. did a good job. It just it sucks seeing Dalton Castle like this because he's gotten bigger. You know, he's just beat up, so he can't exercise as much. Like you mm-hmm. could tell, he's not the same Dalton Castle. But you, you know, the work is still there. I just wish yeah. there was like, he could get some. I wish he could take six months off. You know what I mean? And just rehab and get get back into a little bit of shape and just try to put him back together. He needs another together. cruise. Yeah, because he is just beat up. But I tell you what, he he hung with Oscar as that, much as possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. it seemed like he, he he studied him. He had a counter for every aerial aspect in Osprey's arsenal. So that's what I kind of took away from this event where, where Dalton Castle, yeah, wasn't huge offensive-minded on his part, but man, he played that defense so well. He, like I yeah. said, pretty much had an answer. Osprey was getting frustrated throughout, you know, the match was again something that you don't really see from from him, or you, that you would expect from Dalton Castle. Um, but this was my my low key uh, match of the night, um, just because again it was a different light or, or different view that I've seen of Dalton Castle. All business, you know, he, he was, you know, he, he had a strike game on, you know, essentially. You know, again, he was on the defense for pretty much until, again, you know, Osprey being Osprey, you know, one little mistake. And then, you know, he had the pimp slap to the back of the head, you know, the Stormbreaker. <laughs> and that, of course, that was it. But, uh, no, I, I thought this was a, a good of a match uh, for Castle as it was for, of course, Osprey showcasing his dominance. Yeah, the, the the counters were were good too, like you said. I mean, and they were very simple too. Osprey went for a springboard, and Castle blocks him and gets him in the bangerang, and and Osprey gets out of it. And after that moment, you could tell Osprey kind of was looking at Castle weird. And then from here on out, he just kept countering everything. And like you mentioned, with mm-hmm. the anger, it was it was some nice stuff. It, it was a good good stuff, good match. Um, TV title match for the Ring of Honor TV title. Jeff Cobb defeats Hiroki Goto. I'm assuming yeah. this was supposed to be at one of those uh, U.S. shows, but the visa stopped that. Some people really like this match, but I'm going to tell you, dude, I don't understand. Like, Jeff Cobb is either extremely hit or he's extremely missed for me. Ooh. And I, I, it's it's one of those things where there, there's some of those, like, so Hiroki Goto, one of the best things about Hiroki Goto is that guy has some of the best closing move sequence stretches ever. Mm-hmm. And, and and he's doing his, his crazy closing stretch, and he goes for the, the clothesline uh, backbreaker over the knee and Cobb slips out of it and just falls on his back and throws like the laziest head kick I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then slowly stands up and like, it just, sometimes it just feels like Jeff Cobb phones it in. And then there's times like at the ROH pay-per-view at final battle against Adam page, where you're like, Holy hell, this dude's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just, it parallels one, one another too much for me. And I, I just, I don't understand why, like, and maybe it's just me. And if it's just me, good, because I'm, I'm hoping more people are enjoy him. I really like Jeff Cobb. I just, sometimes I'm like, this dude's going to give me four and a half stars. And sometimes I'm just like, ah, skip. And <laughs> I don't know if these guys, it just, 
something just didn't click with me. It's getting, you know, three and a half, three and three quarters online from a lot of people. So I'm probably on the low end. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it just didn't click to me. And I don't know, Cobb, Cobb gets the, the, uh, the whatever the, the aisle slam thing as he does as a finish. But what did you think of this match? Wait, the... You you were the one who told me about this guy like two years ago. You're like, you gotta check out this move. It's like the greatest move, and you don't even know the name of the move. <laughs> Come on, Cook. What is, oh, this what is guy's that? awesome. He makes Samoa Joe look strong. He's like, oh, this guy's amazing. He's strong. He's Taz-like, and then yeah, I don't even know his move. You had me watch <laughs> like the top twenty moves of Jeff Cobb in your kitchen in 2015. No, no, I'm pretty let sure. Let me say this: I was a huge fan of Matanza Cuerto. Yes, you were. I thought he yes, was. I, I loved every bit of those Lucha Underground matches. For whatever reason, I just, this, ever since he came to ROH, it's just. Is somebody, it because he's super nice in person? Because we ran into him like a few times. I, I, I'm no, like, I don't know what it is. But it's just it's weird. Like, I, I should, I have no problem with him, and I, I, I want him. Like, well, I no, can't, yeah. I, I, I want to see this Jeff Cobb Bandito match everybody's talking about. From PWG. Yeah, there you go. Uh, his PWG stuff, uh, uh, apparently amazing. I mean, look at him and Walter. Yeah, yeah the bowl is great. <laughs> like I said, it's either, either I'm in there going, oh, my God, this guy is incredible, or I'm just going, uh, he just doesn't care tonight. You know, I, I, I was know. looking forward to this match. And, you know, not, now I wouldn't go four stars or whatnot on the Grapple app. Find that in all the uh, your app stores, G-R-A-P-P-L. Uh, find us at WrestleCast, and then of course at Funk Masterplex. Um, but anywho, <laughs> Jeff Cobb um, for this to me, Goto looked looked great. He looked leaner. He looked focused, um, and I was really excited for this match. I, I love, of course, you know the beginning. You know, of course, you you know trying to see who could you know uh, you know swinging it around, see who has the best shoulder block. You know, kind of in out of these two <laughs> behemoths, um, and and this was just a nice big man matchup with. Oh yeah, we're gonna hit, hit random GTRs and tour of the islands. But but I get where you where you see Bob. You know, just to me, he just makes it look real. Like he's getting the the living hell beaten out of him while he's also beating the living hell out of someone. So, yeah, you look like you're, how are you standing? How are you not, you know, like just on your back for the one, two, three, where all of a sudden he just gets up and hits the tour of the islands there. And, and just, yeah, he's, he's damn amazing. I, I would say again, he, he just knows how to play um, to kind of, you know, each opponent that I've seen, you know, I've only seen maybe about a dozen Jeff Cobb matches, you know, over the years, but, but I've never really been, Disappointed. Let me ask you this, and maybe this was, maybe I don't know, and I might be reaching here trying to find an. This is me probably trying to find an excuse, um, so I don't sound as bad. But it felt like Goto was always in third, fourth gear, and Cobb just couldn't get out of second gear half the time. Um, I would say more towards the the, the second half of the match, but I, I mm-hmm. just assumed that too. You know, wicked lariats and or you know spikes or uh, thumbs to the uh, the neck there. Um, so I mean that again. How would that not tire you out? Um, suplex gear and all, but I you know, 
Yeah, I, I could see that, but also, like I said, I just attribute it from getting the living hell beaten out of him, and vice versa. Yeah, so and that's that's kind of you know, like I said, people you know, but Goto I'm looked great. More, yeah, Go- and Goto maybe that's awesome. what it was too. Is I just thought Goto seemed really, really, fo- really like honed in and yes. more focused than he had been. Uh, then the main event of night one, we get Jay Lethal. Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada defeating the team of the kingdom. Um, I didn't watch this one. I, I which surprises me because to. I like all those guys. Um, what really confused me, part of the reason I didn't watch it was if you were going to have TKO Ryan wrestle Jay Lethal uh, the next night, why would you have Jay Lethal pin the guy in the kingdom? There's no heat now from that. Like, okay, and then they beat mm-hmm. him up after the match. Great. I get it. And they're probably because of the building for Taven. But I don't know. I just, I heard a lot of negative things on it. Um, I'm sure Okada and Tanahashi are great like normal. But, I mean, did I miss much not watching this? The only thing you missed was uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi rocking out to Jay Lethal's music in the beginning. What a delight. That's about it. <laughs> Oh, the beginning pose where they took a baller AF picture. That was pretty cool. Um, this was a casual match. You know, the, this was, you know, Matt Taven yelling at the crowd saying he is the best. And for a second, I, I believe in him. He's, I, I love the character. You know, I, I, apparently this has been going on for many, many years, uh, involving one Adam Cole as well. Um, so I got to, you know, go back into the uh, the – ROH uh, vault and check out some of that stuff. Um, again, slowly becoming a fan of his and kind of that character and just that don't give a damn attitude. He just, I, I don't know, I, I, I'm looking for more and I can't wait to see him and Lethal at their anniversary show here coming up in uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, but no, this was just a, a, a basic match. It's like it wanted its pumpkin spice latte. Um, that, that's kind of <laughs> how, how this match was for me. Nothing crazy. This shouldn't have been the main event. Honestly, maybe the Osprey Dalton Castle match. Again, in my eyes, it was the main event. Um, kicking off night two, Jonathan Gresham and Toa Hanari defeat Zack Sabre Jr. and Taka Michinoku. Uh, Taka goes for his promo and Taka. gets annihilated by uh, Toa Hanari this time. Gresham taps Taka. Awesome stuff again between Gresham and, and Zack Sabre like normal. Mm-hmm. Good fun match. I, I enjoyed all yeah. the all the stuff there, and, and I'm starting to think, man, Tol Hanari. I, I kind of think they should do something with this dude. Um, I believe him. Like I believe his offense. I believe the way he he works, and I think he's gotten gotten pretty good. And the fact that they didn't send him on excursion because of the injury, and they just brought him back and let him start working. I think they should do something with him. Maybe they should team him and Gresham like for a minute and they could be called like the technical powers. There you go. See, we got a new, I don't know. I no. this was a fun team. You know, it it was great uh, to kind of see Gresham and Zack Sabre jr. You know, going a hold for hold there. Um, It was nice to also see Taka, you know, kind of do the tap out as there, you know, of course he yelled a pre-match, you know, just a tap out. So, uh, it was, it was kind of nice to see him do the uh, do the job there. But, uh, hey, you know, Zack Sabre showing some uh, some disgust post-match. Uh, hopefully there's no 
a splitting up of the hype man and the uh, technical wizard. But uh, who knows? Um, what I do know is we had a really nice uh, IWGP junior about uh, right after this. What did you think of uh, Marty Skrull and a one Bullet Club member, Robbie Eagles? This was this was probably my favorite match that I watched out of both shows. Uh, oh, nice. I thought, this, I thought this was awesome. A lot of big moves got hit. Uh, great, great selling by the two guys. I loved the the spot with with uh, Skrull spitting at him, and Eagles yeah. just starts annihilating him with kicks. Great top rope, uh, Hurricane Rana from the two of them. Uh, the good, good counter when Skrull went for his up and over and the kick on the floor where Eagle stopped him and came in with a springboard of his own. Yes. Uh, that He hit that drop kick to the knee, and uh, he sold the hell out of that, which was awesome. And that was one thing, too, that, that I, did, I completely forgot about until right now, and I just thought of it because of the drop kick aspect. Um, Robbie Eagles, man, that dude can sell his ass off. When, when Ren mm-hmm. Narita hit him with that drop kick in the first match, or not Ren Narita, who am I thinking of? Um, oh, who the, hell dro- who the hell was in that match with Eagles in the first match? Oh, it was um, uh, Light, not Liger, uh, Gresham. Yeah, Gresham hit that drop kick and he did a moonsault to sell it. Mm-hmm. Like, he oh, yeah. Off that drop kick. Like, Eagles was working. And he, like I said, him and Gresham. Dude, the Frankensteiner that he just pulls out of nowhere. Yeah, they're both just standing on the top rope and he nonchalantly just does a gut punch just so they don't look like they're just standing there. He's like, eh. <laughs> and then he just jumps and does it. <laughs> But the, you know, and then the callback, and then Skrull hits the up and over, and the the kick to the head. Just mm-hmm. a lot of fun stuff. Immediately taps when he gets put in the chicken wing too. Yes. Um, really good, really good match. I want to see these two go at it again. Once again, these guys all need to be in the. I wanted more time. That was my only gripe with this match was I I I could have given or I wish I was given five more minutes. Um, my God, that package pile driver for Marty Skrull. Um. I, I, I thought Robbie Eagles died a few times when he hit that snap German and again the uh, that that uh, that package pile driver. Um, but no, this was a, a damn good match. Um, I, I liked these two together, but what I also liked and was a little confused, Ryan, is Marty Skrull getting two wins here. You know, kind of you know I don't know if this is appeasing New Japan or Ring of Honor or just him um, trying to get him to kind of stay on this side. Um, make anything of this, or hey, it's just Marty Scroll villain. He's I'll, way over. I'll say both because he's so over. It just makes sense for him to continue to win. Um, especially if you're Ring of Honor and that's one of the guys that you want to push for the duration that you have him. In, you know, because the assumption is he probably will go to the elite or to all elite. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you know he's going to leave. Be smart about it and use him. Okay, I got this guy till April. Let's push him to the moon and then have him get somebody over at the end. And not a lot of companies do that. They all go, oh, he's going to leave the company. Let's just bury him. That's stupid. Build him up. Yeah, build him up and then have your next big guy or your top guy get the victory over him because it's a bigger win. But I also wonder, and still in the mindset that I think Kota Bushi wins the, the New Japan Cup and takes on Jay White so they can save Jay White dropping the title to Okada for Dominion. Because I'm still, hmm. Okada wins at Dominion, drops Tonight at, at Wrestle Kingdom. I'll stand by it. I, I think that's what's going to happen. Especially with the fact that they said that 
you know, Omega told Meltzer he was, he was going to drop the title to Okada at MSG. I think if that was the true thing that's going to happen, you, you totally avoid doing Jay White and Okada because if you were going to have Okada beat Omega at MSG, that's not, a, that's not that big of a deal for you. Not, I'm not saying it's not a big deal, but, you know, you've already had that match four times. Whereas mm-hmm. you, if you're going to have Okada finally beat Jay White, that needs to be in a New Japan ring, not in a Ring of Honor ring. So I think because that changes it, I, and when I was I was sitting there saying, okay, well you got to do something with Okada. Maybe you do Okada and Tanahashi just to give the American crowd that. I don't know if you saw on the Fight TV app the the, the main picture advertising the show, but it's more yeah. than and Okada next and, to each other. Yeah, I noticed that a few times, and I was like, why are they using an all-in graphic? Shrug. So, do they do that? at MSG, and that's why Skrull's getting wins? Ooh. He's saying he wants that W. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that's definitely interesting. I mean, yeah, gets him out of the IWGP Junior uh, Championship picture, especially with a, a return that we have uh, we have been hoping for. Um, great news with, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Hiromu Takahashi. So, um Almost at a, what ten thousand um, percent? But anywho, almost a thousand. We should be at a thousand on Wednesday. Oh man, is it Wednesday yet? But no. It, <laughs> I, when I saw that graphic, I said yes, count me in. Um, but you know, I, you could go a lot of routes. That again is my low key. You know, two thousand eighteen, like a match of the year, like boom. I had such a fun time experiencing that. That was my match I was looking forward to kind of going in, um, you know, the, the arena that night. And, you know, I've watched that match probably four or five times, you know, since seeing it live. And, and I wouldn't be, you know, mad if it happened again, you know, but it's just the question of, you know, where else could you use these guys? Could you use Skrull and, and Hiromu, you know, something along those lines. Or, and like you say, you know, if you don't have Okada win the title, what other big marquee match could he have? Yeah, so I, I think that might be a reason as to why it's happening. I don't know. Uh, Cocoman and Toriano defeat Cheeseburg and Delirious. Uh, thoughts on this one? I, I skipped this in my limited time. Um, The only thing I would say would be uh, no. Oh, uh, when the Young Lions... Ice Coke Cabana's um, Joey Ryan, I guess. Um, that was interesting, but I would say the more interesting note was this was supposed to be Coke Cabana, Cheeseburger, and Delirious taking on um, the Young Lions, a mixture, of course. Um, are you mad that that didn't happen and we got this tag match instead? Because I certainly am. I mean, yeah, I'd prefer the Young Lions, but Delirious always works these shows because he's the booker. So that's what they want to do. That's what they do. So if you book them in an angle that won't, like, matter in, like, two days? days. It's it's a mini two-day feud that won't affect anything on Ring of Honor television, but it gave people something that saw night one, an understanding as to why it's happening on night two, I think is why they did it. It just sounds so weird. Um, just like this next match, no. Um, <laughs> Chaos members Will Ospreay and Hiroki Goto um, took on Jeff Cobb, Ryan Cook's favorite wrestler, 
Um, and Dalton Castle. So kind of a, uh, a tag a rematch of sorts of the, uh, the previous night. Um, what do you think of uh, Chaos versus Ring of Honor? Good fun match. You know, everything you'd expect to be. Nothing that blew me away, but it was enough that I was like, ah, oh, that was a fun match. The thing that inter- was the most interesting to me, though, was he, he hits the Hidden Blade and then the Stormbreaker on Jeff Cobb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Osprey does. And pins yeah. Jeff Cobb. It's the first time Jeff Cobb's been pinned now since he joined Ring of Honor in any kind of Ring of Honor-affiliated uh, match or, or, you know, an ROH company match. This makes me think, Yeah, this makes me think they're going to go at it at MSG. And then Ooh. Cobb gets the win back. So wow. that's, you that's what I, that's... I think they go for. Okay. Why um, else would you have Cobb's first loss be against Will Ospreay before MSG if you're not trying to build this up? Like, it just, it's, yeah. if I'm Gato and I'm going along with these angles, like, this is, this is more of a, I, I don't know why else they would have done. Now, it could be a coincidence, but, I mean, the one thing we always, well, you know, you always got to look at is everything that happens in New Japan happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of my takeaway, my big takeaway from that match. Yeah, the uh, the Stormbreaker on Cobb was was definitely a holy ish uh, type of moment there. Uh, a fun match, you know that that I would say again, Dalton Castle kind of uh, you know being more on the defensive side into this match here. Um, but, uh, you know, just kind of seeing a, a preview of what's to come, you know, maybe at MSG coming up, up here in April. But, yeah, Cobb and Osprey, um, sign me up. I, I hope it lives up to your expectations, Ryan. I, I think it should. Um, we get Tetsuya Naito and Shingo Takagi defeated Matt Taven and Vinny Marsalia. Uh, I didn't hear much about this match, so I skipped mm-hmm. it. What did you think, match? Um... <laughs> <laughs> As it, it was good more. to see, you know, kind of the kingdom, uh, you know, especially Taven doing their LIJ impressions. It seems like that was the thing to do in the month of February. Um, other guys doing their best at Tetsuya Naito. Um, but again, it was nice seeing that John Jack and, um, you know, Matt Taven going at him. Um, you know, of course, we got uh, T-shirt Naito. Um, and, you know, it it is what it was, you know, it, Shingo looked great. He looked dominant. I love how, uh, you know, they, Chris Charlton kept kind of pointing out, you know, how big, uh, big of a uh, junior that he was. Um, and, and as he was just laying out uh, people out with a lariat after lariat after lariat. Um, but no, it was just something, you know, nice to see uh, Naito, you know, pretty much being out of majority of the match. Again, T-shirt Naito in the house. Uh, but of course, came in for the hot tag. Cleaning the house, hitting the Destino to pick up the win for LIJ. So, yeah, definitely not a must-watch, unfortunately, like the next match. Uh, Jay Lethal defeats TKO Ryan in just about 11 minutes. Um, I heard this was very underwhelming. Uh, I heard TKO Ryan did not look good, and I did not bother to even watch it. Once again, Matt Taven takes out Jay Lethal a second time. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? I just, I, I'm slowly, slowly, every time I start to get any momentum on him, I just, I don't care about the kingdom. I know a lot of people are starting to get on board with them, and that's good, because the ROH needs people to get behind them if they're going to keep pushing them. Um, so, you know, kudos to everybody that likes him, because that's what you need. I just, 
I don't know why I can't get. I just can't get behind any of these guys. I just think they're dull. I think they're boring. I don't think they have any charisma. Like I think it's all forced. Tiki O'Ryan is in the ring, and he and he he sits there and he's like, "Jay Lethal is garbage." Just like each and every one of you fans, and nobody says a word because they don't even know what he said. Like this isn't this isn't <laughs> Memphis. You know what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. just. He did nothing. He does nothing for me. The only thing I care about, or only thing I like on the kingdom, is I think the balloon thing is kind of cool. But I don't. Know. <laughs> I just I can't, I can't get it. Yeah. Okay. He they they have a better balloon game than than Kazu did. Little Kazu's oh balloon game sucks. <laughs> say the only thing that was uh, worthwhile about this match was that Jay Lethal holding the record now for uh, most combined defenses of the ROH. World Heavyweight title. I really hope he doesn't drop this title to Matt Taven. Well, it's got to happen. Maybe, maybe I'll turn that. Maybe I'll turn I don't know. I, I don't know why. Just Matt Taven. I'm, he, before again, There's a lot I, of I people, not, It's not even just you. There's a lot of people that are really getting behind Matt Taven in the kingdom. And that's good because then that means. I just think he has a character down. It's something interesting mm-hmm. to watch. You know, where it's not, it, to me, he doesn't seem forced. Yes, his cronies do, but no, it's Matt Taven, you know, to me, you know, just, just seems like, a, you know, a, a Bray Wyatt in a post-Bray Wyatt world. You know, he seems to be that leader of, you know, whoever comes in and out of, of the kingdom there. And to, to be fair, if eight out of ten people like the guy, then you're doing, then they're doing something right. You know what I mean? So... I'm just not. I'm just not there. Maybe I get there. I don't know. I, and if I don't, whatever. I. I don't know. I think it's just I didn't like Matt Taven when he first came in. I didn't like Matt Taven when uh, he was with Adam Cole and Michael Bennett. And I don't. I just don't. I just can't get into Matt Taven now either. <laughs> just, just goofy looking. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe Adam Cole can convince you. Hit him up. <laughs> um. Rules of Destiny, five-time tag team champions. Now Ooh. Um I thought it was a pretty good match. G.O.D. seems to have really good chemistry with, with these two guys. Um, Hot potato. They hit the uh, 3D and then that big power bomb on Sonata. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, it was nice. Um, uh, Evil was about to break it up, and, and Jotto hits him with the uh, kendo stick so Red Shoes doesn't see it. I mean, it was it was it was fine. I, it was a little long for me, but I'll say that they they did the right they did the right thing. They did the smart booking. Mm-hmm. We now get the whenever the, the the title or the the tag match for MSG, which I think will be fine. But as I kind of said, you and <laughs> well, and like I said in the pre-show, this gets Evil and Sonata back to the singles and in the New Japan. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Which I think um, is the best part. I only got one of them advancing the, from the first round. Spoiler alert. Uh, G.O.D. <laughs> looked good, though. They looked like a tag team. Um, you know, not just, you know, a couple of brawlers that, that tag and swear, you know, every couple of minutes. They, they just seem <laughs> like the chemistry was, was there, you know, from, from power slams to, you know, you know to, to some drop kicks. To, you know, of course, your, your swear or two. But, damn, that's super power bomb. Um, yeah. Was was sexy. 
Um, you know, and again, I, I get the whole, you know, like you said, you know, they're going to push Evil and Sonata into singles. It's at that time of year, it seems like for the last three years. But for me, you know, again, what was the point of for them to even win the championships? You know, but it's just the lack of depth, you know, when you're in your heavyweight division there. Is there a time, Ryan, where, I mean, obviously this is blasphemous and it's never going to happen. The lack of teams, I mean, when do you just start interchanging the juniors and the heavies? I mean, look, we... We there's one thing Gato doesn't book right. It's the tag division. We we there's a reason the World Tag League and the you know the tag division has been on the last two years in our worst categories. It's like the NBA Western Conference or or the NBA Finals <laughs> the last five years. Oh, Golden State and Cleveland. It's it's like this with each division. Yeah, and it's you know it's one of those things too where I don't know. I I still I don't, like, I don't I need another say, Lance Archer run. Oh, that could be coming, but. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I say this every time we bring this up. I wish they would do what All Japan used to do, where you, you, your big names, even right now, too, your, your guys that aren't in the heavyweight title picture, put them together in a tag team. Let's have Okada and Tanahashi tag. I, I know that it, the goal is probably to get the belt on Okada so he can drop it to Naito to get that win back. I still, once again, stand by it. But, you know, give me something that, that we haven't seen before to, to, to freshen it up. It's not going to hurt anything. It's better than just stagnant. Like, why don't we have more Zack Sabre and Minoru Suzuki tag matches? Like, why don't you put them... the Rev Pro. <laughs> Japanese stretching crew, Rev Pro exclusive. Put, put them out there more in some matches. It's like, it's, it's, it's easy to do. You can do it. You don't need to, you know, don't overthink this. I think it's part mm-hmm. of the problem. They, they're just, ah, we'll just stick to three teams. You know? I, it's it's like Goto and Goto and Shibata. They got put in the tag team. They they win the tag league. They drop the titles, and then that's the last you saw of it. Like why didn't they just keep them together? What? Let me get a let me get a Tomohiro Ishii and Hiroki Goto tag team. I would love to see that. I mean, if Give Okada doesn't win the title this year, I, I know you have a huge plan or not. But I mean, or or even you know maybe if Okada is champ, do you do him and Tanahashi at the tag league next year? I but would then again, what's it? the point of that? I mean, because again, you know, they can't win. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> you know, especially if Okada's champ. Like, how is that going to work? That's the hard part about it too. Is is the uh, only thing by doing that is, you know, you don't want those guys to eat pins. You know, it's yeah. not like when Kenny Omega would do it, but they put him with Chase Owens or who, or Yujiro or something. So he has somebody. Tanahashi eats uh, Psychomoto's uh, suplex. <laughs> well, that would be tight. Um, I tell you what, we talk about that that Baba show. I got some ah, some things I wish could happen, but um, yeah, like that's <laughs> just the only thing about it is this tag division is just it's just stagnant, and I don't see any way that it continues. There, there's any, I mean, maybe do you do you put Juice and Finley together like they uh, you know as they tag in the main event here against the Briscoes for the? No, I don't get hurt. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Going for that. Uh, that, that nice elbow dislocated his shoulder. If you had to throw together two teams right now, Ryan, who would you throw out of the New Japan crop of talent? Like, like to make two teams together? To make, yes. Including kind of, you know, Jonathan Gresham's going to, you know, probably make a run in 2019 here, uh, add him in, um, and that's about it. 
I'm, well, just, I, guess, uh, I, I want, I would love to see Goto and Ishii tag together. Oh, I think man. that would be awesome. And what would your name I that team besides Chaos? <laughs> um, tight Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm just thinking about that one. Um, the the Stone Samurais. Ooh, I like it. Love it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and you know, I know I already mentioned. Them, I know they've tagged, but they don't do it regularly enough. So I think that's the problem. Put Saber in. Like, why can't we get Saber yeah. and and Suzuki against Goto and Ishii for the tag titles at the Dome? That'd be awesome. Oof. I mean, now that's they're so going to build to it. The road to the Dome in ten months, and that's what we're going to get. Oh, Briscoe's retained. I didn't watch the match. Anything about the match you want to get into? Um, I mean, it, it was serviceable. You know, uh, Finley, you know, kind of getting his shoulder injury there. Um, I, I'm assuming it was probably before, during, and after. Um, the Briscoes, you know, just you, you knew Finley was going to be the, the fall guy into this match here. Um, but But to me, you know, even before the injury, that Finley sustained, you know, towards the end, it just seemed like it was just an obvious match. You know, I, I, these matches, I, the two main events on each night, it was kind of like going to a SmackDown house show or something. But it was just <laughs> like, eh, just kind of there, just kind of filling some time. Uh, of course, the big business was setting up MSG, um, you know, with uh, tag champs versus tag champs. Um, Gorillas of Destiny taking on the Briscoes. Ryan, who you got? Um, uh, hey, hey, if it's title for title, have the Briscoes win. It's another, it's a new team in New Japan again. Ooh. Did they ever do a tour of New Japan for like a period of time, or yeah, they were was it just kind of one-off? They were IWGP Tag Champs before. Whoa. Like 2013, maybe? 2014? Yeah, apparently they've been wrestling a long time. Like <laughs> 2000, yeah. like the turn of the century. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, these guys, the first time I saw them wrestle, I think they were like 19 and 18 or 20 and 18 or something like that. And they, uh, they were bald, no facial hair, and wore red singlets. And they wrestled <laughs> each other. Really? Yeah, Where was this at? Um, I think CZW. CZW. Um, so, I mean, what, what, what are your, kind of your takeaways from uh, what you saw in the two nights of, of Honor Rising? The, uh, the, pre, uh, the pre-shows before the, uh, the big show at the Garden here next month. I thought they were better than last year's because we didn't have – you know, a, a never title match between Hiroki Goto and the Beer City Bruiser, albeit it was an actual good match. But I don't. It was a better show, I think. But there's nothing that really blew my socks off. I think the one title change would have been more of a whoa if I wasn't pushing so hard for the change, like I said, because of the New Japan Cup. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. It, Look, uh, once again, my biggest thing is Robbie Eagles and Jonathan Gresham need to be in the best of the Super Junior Tournament because those guys had matches that were tremendous every night. Great stuff. 
Wow, Gresherman Hiromu. <laughs> Um, do you want to you want to preview the 47th anniversary show real quick while we're on the New Japan talk? 47th anniversary show, man! Just think, one year ago we got Okada and Will Osprey when he was the Ariel Assassin. This year we uh, we get 10 man tag: Togi Makabe, Toriyano, Ayato Yoshida, Shota Uminu, and Red Narita taking on Bad Luck Fale, Gorillas of Destiny, Chase Owens, and Hikaleo. As they're getting Hikaleo back in before his match with Mike Nichols at the New Japan Cup. Um, yeah, it should be fun. This could be a way to set up for a Makabe, Yano, Gorillas of Destiny, the, the mo- a most violent players getting a title match. Mm. Um, or does or do we? Otherwise, I could see Folly getting the pin so he can kind of get his strong his strong. Does Folly pin two young lions at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think he needs to get something like that. Like I'm not saying that'll happen, but I think he needs something big like that. Because I mean, if I remember, right, he's got Osprey round one, and I don't mm-hmm. think he's beating Osprey. But then again, no. Fale always gets wins like this, so I, it wouldn't be. I guess it wouldn't be out of the ordinary because you could use it as a way that Fale gets an ever title shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but ah, I don't. Know, it'll be okay. Uh, Yuji Nagata and Toa Hanare taking on Yoshihashi and Tomohiro Ishii. Um, I don't know. Yoshihashi still does nothing for me. <laughs> does Ishii headbutt uh, Yoshihashi's hair back into existence? <laughs> um, yeah, this this has got nothing um, for me. I, I, I feel um, the frustration probably from Tomohiro Ishii. Um, but hey, He'll come out, he'll do some headbutts, some suplexes, a lariat, and he'll be out. Um, I, I will be excited to get some uh, Nagata and Ishii, because that'll set up for the New Japan Cup, which should be really fun. Those guys always have a hell of good matches. Um, Satoshi Kojima, Tomoaki Honma, Tiger Mask, Raisuke Taguchi, and Ooh. surprisingly booked on the show, Dragon Lee. Taking on Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, El Desperado, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Taka Michinoku. I almost think that this is one of two ways that this goes. Um, the, the, Dragon obvious Lee, the obvious. Yeah, I think Dragon Lee gets the pinfall over like Taka, and yep. I think we see the returning Hiromu Takahashi come out. Uh, and all the all the reports that I've seen are that Hiromu wants to work Dragon Lee in his return match because obviously that's who he's most comfortable with. So, mm-hmm. which is ironic. I know he, you know, that's how the injury happened. But I mean, it's a freak accident. Like I was talking to Demetrius about this, you know, bringing him up again, where I said, look, if, if, if I was in the same situation where we did something and you broke my neck in a match and I came back from, you know, taking, you know, however long I needed off to recover, I'd still rather work you than anyone else because I'm more comfortable with you in the ring because I know it's a freak accident. Mm-hmm. So, and I think what's going to be the scariest part is I bet you they're going to do that move again when they wrestle, just to uh, get just to just for that reason. The oh my god, <laughs> he's going to get some heat on uh, on Dragon Lee that night. That's for sure. No, but no, that's going to be your feel good moment of this show. I mean, that's that's what the anniversary show is all about. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I got Dragon Lee taking out um, uh, Kanemaru. Comparable to Taka, but um, no, I, I think this will be a 
a fine match. Uh, my spirit animal, uh, Satoshi uh, Kojima, um, making an appearance. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, Shingo and Bushi taking on Rapungi 3K. Whoa! Is this what? Is this a first time matchup? Come on. <laughs> is this uh, is this Rapungi 3K getting the straps back? I think so. I mean, with, with everyone kind of talking about Shingo heading up to the heavyweight division, um, I, yeah, I I could see it. Sadly, and again, That's you kind know, of the nice. counterparts losing the titles. You know, you get Show and Yo taking on Udo. At the Garden. I mean, do you get another Suzuki Goon? I mean, do you get Bushi teaming up? I mean, do you get Hiromu and Dragon Lee? You know, maybe teaming up. Maybe that's the announcement. I I don't know. I mean, does Rapunky three? Do even do they even book Rapunky three K at MSG? Oh God, yeah. They have great presence. People would like them. Um, People like them, and and they will you know try to steal the show, and that's what you want you know, kind of at a big showcase like this. Maybe you throw them, you know, against a Ring of Honor team. Maybe against, you know, Bandito and Roosh. (laughs) Does that mean Roosh is joining Lifeblood? No! (laughs) Too late. I I guess if they're small enough, you could do Bandito Mark Haskins. But I don't know what they're considered or how that would even work. I don't know. There's something you could do with it. You could do... um, no, I don't, I don't want to see like cheeseburger and Eli Eiffel. No, God, stop! <laughs> I, I don't, don't, I don't just, I, I have a weird feeling. You gotta have showing you over there. They're, maybe they maybe they're in a work or something. Oh, um, no. I I do think that 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 they're winning too for the fact that I think either either Shingo moves up to heavyweight after they lose the titles now that Hiromu's was back, so they don't need mm-hmm. him to be at that junior spot. Or it could be one of the things where he just leaves LIJ. I could even see that. Whoa. Um, goes <laughs> like, my phone. time here is done. <laughs> yeah. Or Rumble is back done. and he, he just like, flies up like Poochie. Um, do you think we Ishimori. get to the, uh, the title change here? No. Uh, Ishimori gets the victory. <laughs> there's any chance. <laughs> um, I think it'll be fun. I don't think it's going to be anything insane, but I think it'll be fun. And that's all you ask about. Is the first uh, move of the match a uh, roll-up by uh, Liger? For its I hope it's the exact same one. Because that pop will be great. Like, oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we get Tanahashi, Okada, and Goto against Naito, mm-hmm. Evil, and Sonata. This could be really fun. Um. Ah, interesting matchup. Just kind I, of thrown I, together. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Lij. Um, for the fact that I think Evil and Sonata have more to gain than, ha- and you could have Goto take the pin, and it doesn't hurt anything. Mm-hmm. Um, or you have Goto get the pin. You know, you, you need you need to give one of those three guys momentum for the New Japan Cup. Because the other three guys don't need it, so I mean, even if Naito gets the pin, so does Sonata get the uh, the win? Because Evil is uh, unfortunately not making. Well, here here's what I think is interesting: is Goto wrestles Sonata at the Cup. Mm-hmm. So do we see Goto pin we, yes Sonata, and then <laughs> Sonata wins in the Cup? I don't know. 
I, I just I think it's better for Evil and Sonata if they get the victory. One of them gets the victory over the the, the high profile names like that too, uh, building it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay oh, White is your main event on the show. Um, champion White. versus champion, <laughs> non-title match, champion. <laughs> I'm guessing this will be loss number two in a row at the anniversary show for Osprey. But I mean, I don't think there's, this can, is going to be anything less than a four star, if not higher match. Mm-hmm. No, this will, uh, allegedly they had a, a pretty damn good match back in the ring of honor. A lot of people say that if they recapture even a little bit of that magic, um, adding their, you know, um, ring experience, you know, from since that match, uh, this should be a, a treat to watch. Um, this was, you know, a match I, I was kind of hoping for the garden here, but hey, I'll take it now, um, especially if it's going to mean something big for Jay White at MSG. I this is tough, um, but but yeah, I'm gonna have to agree, Jay White, to definitely, um, you know, getting the win there, getting momentum. Because that's what Jay White does. He gains momentum. He builds himself. He builds that character up to where you just want to see him lose. And the Garden crowd is going to be heckles at hand. Um, This is going to be fun. My God. Um, This is a main event for sure. Um, This show kicks off uh, tomorrow night, uh, Wednesday morning. I think it's a 3 a.m. bell time, so... Uh, be a little later. Uh, we're going to be planning on doing a show later this week here, where we can we can kind of review the thirty or the forty seventh anniversary show before the New Japan Cup. And uh, you think a few matches are going to set up for Garden from this show as well? Uh, I I think the way you I I think Hiromu and Dragon Lee has a better odds chance of being on that show over Rapungi three K. Okay. I like that you mentioned that, that as an MSG match because I think that's a great way to do it because the crowd would be hella invested in that. <laughs> hella invested. I like that. <laughs> um, that's our New Japan portion tonight. Uh, where do you want to go next? We got the Baba Show, we got Fast Lane, and we got the 16 karat gold tournament. Um, let's go up to the uh, the Giants of Baba show here, the, the anniversary, if you will. How many years has this been going on uh, for the Memorial Show? I don't think it's been the full 20. Uh, to be fair, this is the first one I actually really got invested in. So I'm, I, I don't really know, to be fair. Um, I'm just, it's sure I'm, something we can figure it out. But, you know, this was this one got so much exposure because of the, the insane card that they put out with, with just the, the crazy company versus company style matches. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, this is the first time I really got, got into one, but it was a fun show. It was, it was a fun show. Um, mm-hmm. Alex, Alex checked out a couple of the matches. So I'll, I'm going to run through everything that uh, now you saw, you saw three matches on this card, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, so we'll run through real fast. Actually, it's up four. Sorry, it's up four. Okay, you just, Did not, oh, I you saw, saw the match after the the battle royal. Okay, perfect. So we'll, we'll go through the other ones first. Um, the ones that he didn't see, to be fair, um, 
minus one of them were the worst mm-hmm. match, you know, the, the lower on the show. Um, so we'll kind of run through this quick. Uh, we had the giant Baba Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, Mighty Inoue was the special referee for it, but uh, we had Kim Duck, Mitsu Momoda, Joel Deaton, Suyoshi Kikuchi, Masahito Kakahara, Maseo Inoue, Men's Teo from Kai Tai fame, uh, Taemon Honda, Gito <laughs> Ajima, Taro, who's a zero one worker, one of only people that are actually affiliated and still wrestling for sure, uh, Ryuji uh, Hijikata from Wrestle One. Yasu Urano, and Stalker Ichikawa getting his own entrance from Dragon Gate. Um, look, this match, I went, I went a star and a half. This was the opposite of the DDT Battle Royal that I loved. Uh, Mitsuya Momoda won this thing. Some of these guys were so old that they would barely bump, and then all of them would just run over and pin the guy. So it, it, was, it was, Joel Deaton was taking this seriously like this was a, a heavyweight title match 30 years ago. I don't know why he was just such a tryhard. He's jumping around at like 60 or however old he was. Dorja like, Matsuno somehow happened to enter this, uh, this giant Baba Memorial Battle Royal. Would he have had a chance to uh, beat Mitsu Momota? Uh, potentially, but then I would have hoped he would have went at it with Stalker Ichikawa because I love Stalker Ichikawa. Um, <laughs> The little devil guy, so funny. Um, he he does the the diving, uh, put put your two hands together like you're gonna pray, and he'll do a diving, shove it up your ass type double butt attack with his hands. It's very very <laughs> effective. <laughs> uh, you know what else is effective? Ren Narita taking slam after slam in the uh, the next eight man tag. Oh my yeah. gosh! Um, well, it's just welcome to the show. Uh, Tomaki Honma, Yuji Okabayashi, uh, one half of the strong BJ, the Big Japan and All Japan tag champs. Uh, Naoyo Nomura from All Japan and Ren Narita uh, from New Japan took on Kazushi Miyamoto, who's a freelancer. Uh, Tomohiko Hashimoto from 18, Daichi Hashimoto from Big Japan. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Daichi Hashimoto is Shinya Hashimoto's son, the legendary Shinya Hashimoto. And Takuya Nomura as well from Big Japan. Um, this, this we, we saw Hanma's team get the victory. Yuji Okabayashi uh, makes Takuya Nomura tap with a torture rack. I wrote gross in parentheses uh, because he dropped what, him and picked Yuji him up. <laughs> yeah, he's got him up there. He falls off his shoulders. So he looks angered and picks him back yeah. up and begins to grind him even harder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yuji Okabayashi is one of the hardest chopping human beings I've ever seen in my life. Hell, I mean, I went two and a half. Nice, fun match. As you mentioned, Ren, Ren Narita, though, was getting worked over by both Tomohiko and Daichi Hashimoto a lot. Uh, what did you think of this eight-man random match with all these different companies? Um, I mean, the one thing I, I got out of it, I, I had to kind of rub my eyes a few times. Um, I'm pretty sure um, Makabe and uh, Miyamoto are, are pretty much separated at birth. Um, they just looked like I I just wanted them to just kind of look at each other and be like, brother. Um, but no, this, you know, it was, it was a fine match, you know, nothing too crazy. Uh, just Renderita getting, uh, getting killed, but doing it gloriously. Um, can I love Cannot wait to see him in 2021. Um, next match, 
uh, street. It was a street <laughs> fight bunkhouse death match. I went two and a half stars on this. It wasn't the most impressive match, but I'll tell you, this guy has he, he still has big game feel in it. We saw the team of Atsushi Onita, uh, Hideki mm-hmm. Suzuki, Hideki Hosaka, and Kendo Kashin. Uh, defeated the team of the great Kojika, Shuji Ishikawa, Mitsuya Nagai, and Hikaru Sato. Um, we saw Big Japan, All Japan, uh, Tradition, and Pan Crazy Mission all represented in this match. Um, Suzuki gets the victory over Hikaru Sato with a huge butterfly suplex. I mean, he had him so high in the air, extended by his arms, and just slammed the hell out of him. Um, and Hideki Suzuki's a shooter, we know that. But Atsushi Onita, as old as he is, as unorthodox as he is, these people ate him up. And I thought that was the best part about this whole thing. But, I mean, Shuji Shikawa, probably the best worker otherwise in that match, didn't do a ton. Um, kind of stayed to the side, which is fine. But two and a half, I went perfectly acceptable wrestling. Um, we got the team of Takamichinoku, Taiichi, and Yoshi Nobu Kanemaru defeated the team of Yuma Aoyagi, Masanobu Fuchi, and Yoshiaki Fujiwara. Um, Fuchi is the comedy guy that, that we all loved when we were in Japan, where uh, he, he's got the headlock and he throws the punch and he opens up his palm and tells the ref he does a palm strike. Crowd goes, hey, and everyone believes it. But he, he's been wrestling for <laughs> 30 years, maybe. Uh, Yoshiaki Fujiwara, very old as well. He's the Fujiwara armbar guy. Um, and Yuma Aoyagi uh, did fantastic in this match. Uh, Taiichi gets a low blow and a small package on Fuchi to get the victory. I went two stars, but in parentheses, I did put three and a half during the Aoyagi parts, if that counts. He's awesome. So uh, kudos if you got All Japan. Check out Yuma Aoyagi. Um, next up is another one Alex saw here. The team of Sonata and Bushi uh, took on Jake Lee and Koji Iwamoto from All Japan and Shota Aminu and Ayato Yoshida, some young lions. Uh, L.I.J. wins, Sonata gets the moonsault, uh, and the psycho, the psycho and dragon sleeper, that little combination that he does on Shota Aminu. I went three and a quarter, Alex. What did you think of this match? Uh, fun, short match. Um, I forgot Sonata and Bushi were in it, uh, besides the beginning, when, of course, they did their awesome entrances. And then Sonata just kind of coming in like the last minute, uh, getting some paradise a lock action and then hitting his uh, a beautiful moonsault. Um, but no, this this was a a, a fine match. Um, I thought you know uh, Koji Iwa Iwa oh. what Koji Iwamoto yes their uh, junior heavyweight champion. He just won the uh, the G, uh, junior tournament that ended on the twenty fourth, I believe. Okay, okay, no, he he looked very good. Um, it, yeah. it was something, again, I was just like, okay, I wanted a little bit more, but, I, I, again, I don't know, due to time constraints or whatnot, uh, it just seemed really short to me. Um, but, you know, a, a good match, uh, nonetheless, kind of showcasing all six guys there. Jake Except Lee. Sonata. He, he was just Sonata. He was just Joe Cool. <laughs> Jake Lee, uh, one of the up-and-comers that I think all Japan really needs to develop. I get thrown on the paradise lock and is in that thing for about 45 seconds. <laughs> as he watches Mino get spun around by his neck in a dragon sleeper, mm-hmm. laid down, moonsaulted, and three counted, and then celebrates as he's still in the paradise lock. Uh, but it was funny. It was good. Um, yeah, Koji Uemoto, I think, is really good, too. 
Uh, then we get the second best match of the night for me. I went three and three quarters on this. Uh, Naomichi Marafuji, who woke up, unlike DDT, tags with Jinzei yeah. Shizaki, or Hakushi, as you guys know him from, from Michinoku Pro, took on the team of Masa- uh, beat the team of Masaki Mochizuki and Shin Skywalker, both from Dragon, Dragon's Gate. Uh, Marafuji wins via a roll-up on Mochizuki. The back-and-forth action between these four guys, the fact that Shinzaki could still go, Mochizuki's like almost 50 and he still looks better than half the guys that are wrestling. He's had everything he wanted. Um, Shin Skywalker, they let him do just enough, and I, I'm glad that it wasn't him that took the pin because he's got a title match with Pac coming up. So I, I'm glad they kept, the, they kept that going, so Mochizuki took the pin instead. Really fun match. Definitely worth your watch if you haven't seen it. What do you think woke up Marafuji with this match comparable to the, uh, to the DDG show? Probably because he knew Mar- uh, Mochizuki would have kicked the shit out of him if he didn't do anything. <laughs> Sad but true. <laughs> now I do gotta uh, check this match out, man. Six man tag here. I have two ratings. Um, I'm glad you like Eugene. This match. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I, I thought this was gonna be one that that maybe you wouldn't have wouldn't have got into too much. So I'm glad you're into it. But we saw Takeo Mori, Junakiyama, and then Tail Key who was Tail Key used to tag with Great Buddha on All okay. Japan like 15 years ago, maybe longer, um, was a big All Japan Triple Crown competitor all the time. Him and Muda were a great tag team. He was a guy who came in from Hawaii and All was Japan. Was he the one who looked like an older uh, Oni Lorkin minus the goatee? Was it that guy? Yeah, yeah, you could say that, yeah. He used to have blonde hair like Samoa Joe did when Joe had the oh. blonde hair. Um but he was well, the guy. The who, Alex Mello High School bleach job. Yep. And it looked like he, that color. He came into all Japan and they. Um, he asked the fans to name him, so that's how he got the name Taioki. So he didn't okay. come up with, it, which I thought was really cool. But um, they get the victory. Um, Akiyama hits an exploder on Osamu Nishimura. Um, Nagata and Kojima looked good as always, but a fun match. Mm-hmm. I put three and a half stars on this. I, but in parentheses, and this is where I want to get your opinion on it, um, I said most people probably are going to give this a two-star because of the, the speed of it, but people need to realize the average age of this match is 47. Amorio's yeah. 49, Akiyama's 49, Teoki's 43, Nagata's 50, Kojima's 48, and Ishimura was 47. So when you take into consideration those ages and, and how fun the match was, that's why I went three and a half. What do you think on this one? When, the go- when Nagata hooked up like The Undertaker... Where he was getting doing the eye thing, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Um, <laughs> after that, the match just kind of kicked off in the high gear. Kojima, I mean, he is the definition of a lit in this match. He did the ninety chops to the young boy and into the other uh, the corner there. Um, it, this was just a fun match for me. Um, usually, this was a match I really would skip, you know, in, in in kind of my my general casual watching. Uh, but now, no, I, a Nagata-Kojima match, I'm all for, um, you know, kind of going forward. Because, again, they, they, A, we're having fun, and B, they look still technically sound in the ring. Um, they could probably go with a lot of the guys that you see on Monday and Tuesdays um, that it seemed like. No, but this was a, a fun match. The Exploder, though, my God. Um, yeah, just just fun match. I would say check it out. It's a nice, quick, yeah. fast-paced match. I don't get why people com- complain about that because it's better than your general, you know, uh, I would say, what's the word, you know, characterization when you see these names. You think it's going to be a slow-paced match. 
a punch here and there, you know, another worker's punch, you know, right there, some chops. Uh, No, you get 90 by one dude in 20 (laughs) seconds. So, yeah, sit back and enjoy the ride. And once again, you know, the average age of this match was 40. The youngest guy is 43 years old in this match. So, I mean, the work that they put out, you know, and these are guys that don't wrestle full-time anymore, and I just thought they did a great job, you know. This is a match, I'll tell you, if this was 15 years ago, this this might have been a match of the year. Like, this would have been five stars. I can almost yeah. guarantee you that. Um, and that's that's me putting that much confidence behind these six guys. And, you know, in the words of Deontay Wilder, to this day, Osamu Nishimura still throws the hardest European uppercuts I've ever seen in my life. That dude jaw-jacked Teoki with those European uppercuts. And he he was... I just I can't get over how I mean those, that old dude he's just kind of uh, but he throws those euros and like oh, middle dude, you know you know th- this is a work sorry okay never mind Ishimura and Takeo Mori um, you know forty nine years old still thinks it's a good idea to drape somebody over the back of their head uh, uh, over his back and just drop them on their head <laughs> it still doesn't care <laughs> so this oh, is um, shout out to Amori. Amore had an awesome tag match. It was him and uh, Black Mensora, I think his name was. He's this sha-sa-sa-sa guy. He's got a mask, and he does this, like, snake gimmick. They had a really fun match, and uh, I think it was against Aoyagi and Nomura at the second All Japan show me and Isaiah saw. So Amore's still going strong over in All Japan. Nice. Um, Do you think Yuji uh, Nagata and The Undertaker, if they did square off in the ring, um how that match would go. Well, I'll tell you, you what. Do you think that should be a Nagata, serviceable match? No, because the Undertaker cannot do it. Eugene Nagata, I'll tell you this. Eugene Nagata at 50 years old is a is twice the worker of the Undertaker anymore. And that's not knocking the Undertaker. But if you if you think about that, Eugene Nagata is 50 years old. And, he, and he's going to have one of the matches of the tournament, I will call it now, against Tomohiro Ishii. And he's 50, Alex. I mean, this he's he's a special. He's he's a breed, different breed, you know. He he is something that enjoy him while while we still got him is where I'll say with Nagata. Um, semi main event, I went two and a half stars on it, and and my my reasoning was I said, look, it wasn't a great match, but they worked really hard, which has been the theme for this show is it's a lot of old guys working really hard. Um, we see the team of Mil Mascaras and Dos Caras defeat Kaz Hayashi from Wrestle 1 and Nosawa Rungai from the Gurantai. And Dos Caras is 68, Mil Mascaras is 75. And Mil Mascaras gets a victory, uh, gets the victory for the team. He does a high cross body off the top to both of them. <laughs> you got a 75 year old dude doing a top rope uh, high cross body. You know, what more do you want? <laughs> um, so, uh-oh. Either I, I think I got kicked or we lost to Alex. No! No! <laughs> it might have been Alex. Uh, oh, wait, wait there what? he is. Oh, I, I, I thought we lost you for a moment there. Technically, oh, I did. But yeah, then I, 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 I got it up. And my eyes I know, went from the back of my head all the way. I was like, all right, I'm back. I, I now see that you said BRB. I wasn't paying attention. That's my fault. 
Um, but real quick, I'll just say this last part again. Uh, Mil Masters and Dos Caras defeated Kazuyashi and Nostal Rungai. Oh, oh yeah, and, oh, yeah. And, and hey, look, like I said it to everyone else, it wasn't great. But when Dos Caras is 68 and Mil Masters is 75, and Mil Masters does a high cross body off the top rope, you automatically get a 2 and No, he didn't. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, I want to see this. Was it the slowest move in history? It took him a while to get up there. I'll oh, that no. Was it like that X-Division cage match with Hernandez? <laughs> yeah, with Hollis. Jack Swagger going for the mon- money in the bank? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was like, it was like, um, it was like uh, what's his name? Bartolo Colon rounding the bases after a home run. Hey, <laughs> man, he's, he's hitting home runs, too. <laughs> in real life uh, on a yacht. Main event of the show, Alex, I went four and three quarters. I know I'm on yeah. the high mark. But this is this is you're a mark probably one of the five five favorite matches of the year for me. <laughs> Big mark for this match. Um, oh yeah, Kitsumihara. What's that? No, but but with I mean, but but you should be because Kitsumihara and, and Daisuke Sakamoto. Uh, that that should be your team in the World Tag League. Uh, if you really want to get uh, crazy, stupid fantasy booking. Woo! This is like your, uh, I, I don't know, muscle and, and crazy um, in a way. This is like Ishii and and uh, I don't know if Jay White would have stayed with Chaos. Um, an interesting-ass team. Um, again, Kenta Miyahara was, like you said, a rock star. He took over, um, you know, kind of that, that arena that night uh, where, where the chants were deafening and, and the boos were even more deafening, uh, even metaphorically, for the ace of uh, Japan, but not that night. <laughs> Man, it, I mean, that crowd can so can I mean, it was deaf. Kento Miyahara took about a minute and a half to get in the ring. He he soaked it all in. That dude just oozes charisma, and yep. and he you know, and it's one of those things where he's he does it in a way where he's not even vocal during his entrance. His facials, his body language, his movement, he the way he just yeah, thank you. The way he just embraces that that electricity from the crowd. Alex, Kento Bihar is twenty nine years old. Just turned thirty, uh, I believe. Like a week every, ago. Every every oh week ago, yeah. So he's just turned thirty. Every strike this guy has is in, like it is a hundred miles an hour. He can he sells his ass off. Yes. He takes every bump the way he should. He's taken pinfalls not staring at the referee's hand count half the time, which makes it even more believable. By the and way, every- the sounder you played for me, you know, just a few moments ago, uh, that essentially was uh, Kento Miyahara, you know, in agonizing pain, you know, as he's in a submission <laughs> hold or as he's getting punched in the face or, you know, an arm bar, you know, here and there. That's the noise he would make. So it was enjoyable to see him, you know, kind of in holds because he is exaggerating everything, but that's what he's supposed to do. You know, you, you can't tell how this this character or this wrestler is because he, he's kind of an anomaly. He's just there to soak it all in, kick some ass, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know, deliver a beautiful German bridge uh, that, that I've seen in a long, long time. He he just he gets it, and 
he's and he's goofy too, and he's got the, the mm-hmm. thing that he has that's like Okada. When you mentioned Okada earlier, and I forgot to tell you that or say this to you, but like he's he's got the mentality that like when he dropped the title uh, late last year to Zeus before winning it back, it was in Zeus's hometown, so he was the overwhelming popular choice of the two guys. So he immediately mm-hmm. started working heel, immediately changed the whole subject where Zeus is normally a heel. And flipped it just because he knew that was the best thing for business. And which also tells me that this was, you know, I still haven't seen this match and I, I know I should have, but people are saying it was, you know, it was the, the vibe that I got was that was the match that we did not put on our match of the year list that we failed, that we, we missed. Apparently that and the, the Walter Devlin match are the two that we missed on. And I haven't seen either of them yet. So, I mean, maybe missed or not, but we haven't watched them. So it is what it is. But, you know, he goes in and immediately changes the match with Zeus to make Zeus the baby, and he works the heel. So, that, you know, they flip the match on the fly. Miyahara sounds like he's calling it, and people are saying it's the best match of Zeus's life. I mean, wow. this, guy, this guy's that good. And, and you know, he came out with the, with the old Triple Crown three titles, which I thought was amazing. Daisy Sakamoto's got all four of his straps. And if you think about it, too, going into this match where this card was, was – Announced, Tanahashi was the IWGP champ at the time. So they had three heavyweight champions in one match, which immediately wow. made me go, "Well, Yoshitatsu taking the pin," but that's beside the point. Um, I still can't believe was, that Zeus had a better match than he had against Rip Thomas. That I'm still scratching my head on that one. <laughs> Ripple, uh, Yoshitatsu, I guess. Was a was a choice by Tanahashi because oh, he yeah, he turned on him. <laughs> Didn't he turn on him during the match? He broke his oh, he, guitar. That's the <laughs> biggest turn in history, man. I he broke shout out to that. Guitar. Uh, Tanahashi and Miyahara have the stare off. He strums oh. the guitar and he throws it to Miyahara. So Miyahara embraces the hell out of it, plays it. Looks mm-hmm. at Sakamoto, and Sakamoto's smiling, going, no, 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 no. Like, don't give it to me. Gives it to him. He doesn't know what to do, so he throws it to Tatsu. Then Tatsu breaks it and throws it in the crowd. Everyone boos oh, Tatsu. <laughs> I mean, these guys look like they're having fun. Miyahara puts Ta- uh, Yoshi Tatsu in, like, a cross face on the ring post and just starts screaming at the camera. Oh, God, that was amazing. Uh, to which Hiroshi Tanahashi's pulling his hair to get him off. He won't let go. So he gives him this massive rabbit punch to the gut. <laughs> and it was loud. But, I mean, Daisuke Sakamoto. I mean, this guy right he's now. He's the ultimate he, prototype, isn't he, of a wrestler? Oh, he's he's, he's my wrestler. So I mean, oh. he's in there throwing. He's throwing lariats at Tanahashi like he's some young boy. I mean, he didn't give a damn who he was. Corner to corner, man. He did not. Tanahashi was, was a ragdoll to uh, Sakamoto, man. Again, from the lariats, like you were saying, to the chops. He was oh chopping him inside, outside of the ring. He made sure Tanahashi was not going to uh, um, interfere in uh, Kento's pinning of, uh, of the uh, Yoshitatsu. Because there's uh, the know, same other... person. Other awesome spots of those two, too. Um, Tanahashi the comes out of the German. corner. He hits one of the the biggest uh, power slams I've ever seen. I think it was huge. And then Tanahashi goes for two sling blades, and Sakamoto cuts both of them off with chops. 
That was awesome. And yeah, you mentioned the German suplex. Miyahara is going for the shutdown German. It's finished on Tanahashi. Can't get the mm-hmm. other arm locked. Calls over Sekimoto. Thanks to Sekimoto, super or Germans, both Miyahara and Tanahashi. Um, Yoshitatsu looked good. He came and hit Sekimoto with a spin wheel kick after that for the double down. I mean, it was, it was, this was good all around. I, I was all mm-hmm. about this match. Um, and then we got the awesome, awesome embracing at the end of it. Tanahashi and Miyahara cutting the promo together. I wish there was some way Kenta Miyahara mm-hmm. could a G1 climax. I don't think it ever oh happened. Oh, my gosh. That's um, the ultimate the dream match, like, times 10. Some of the guys he can work. And, like, I get it. If you're all Japan, you don't want this guy going in there and, you know, going going six and three or five and four. You know, he's got a... I think the only way it works is if he wins his block and then loses mm-hmm. in the finals. Because mm-hmm. then it's, I don't think that hurts him. You know what I mean? But, and you could even have. Oh, Cody, I agree. I was about to say, why doesn't he just win? You know, the block that he's in. I mean, that would just make the most sense. Uh, you know, you're, you're not hurting and you're, you're still gaining a different audience, you know, as well. You know, maybe, you know, as we saw, all Japan fans, you know, are very vocal against some new Japan talent, uh, especially the ace there. Um, it, it was interesting to see, you know, kind of him getting booed. Um, you know, maybe they were filming scenes for my daddy's the heel wrestler too, uh, and we just didn't know it. <laughs> you know, and, and here's one thing too, um, is you know. This is legit fantasy booking three quarters of the best. And like, like I know some people might get upset about this and so take it for what it's worth, but, but don't, don't, don't think of it as in a bad way. You could have in the last match of the block, Kento Miyahara wins it, but whoever's going to be the next big challenger for Kento Miyahara, have him jump the railing and take out Miyahara's leg or something. So mm-hmm. Miyahara goes into the finals against a guy like Tetsuya Naito, who already hurt, puts up a valiant effort, goes 25 minutes, but Naito manages to get the win. You get your guy over in, in Tetsuya Naito, and then Miyahara, look, he almost won the thing, but if it wasn't because of the, you know, Zeus who jumped the guardrail and took him out, we might have seen him at the Dome to get a, an All Japan versus New Japan championship match that we haven't seen oh. since I think uh, Nagata versus Tenzan, and the match went to an hour draw. It's incredible. It's like from February second of like ninety five. It's on the it's on New Japan World. Watch it. It's beautiful. But you know, I know some people. Michael will obviously if he's if he's selling the injury, he's not going to win. I that's fine. The fact that he's in there, I think, is good enough. And if you, you build a, an all Japan angle that way too, you know. Yeah. Invasions. Um, Real quick, I just want to go over these real real quick, and then we'll we'll move on here. Um, they uh, announced the official blocks for the um, the 2019 Champion Carnival. Uh, B block, we have Joe Doring, Jake Lee, Yoshitatsu, Takashi Yoshida from Dragon Gate, uh, from Big Japan, Daichi Hashimoto, who we saw earlier, uh, Shinya's son, Suwama. Sam Adonis, uh, Joel Redman, for those of you who don't know who that is, he was Oliver uh, Gray in NXT. Um, if you guys remember Oliver Gray, he was uh, Neville's partner down there. Um, and Naoya Nomura. 
And then you go over to the A block, we get Kento Miyahara, Kengo Mashimo from Giant Tai Dojo, Yuma Aoyagi, Zeus, Gianni Valletta, Ryuji Sai, Dylan James, Shuji Ichikawa, and from Big Japan, Yuji Okabayashi. That A block, we got, we got Miyahara, Ayagi, Zeus, Sai, Ishikawa, Dylan James, and Yuji Okabayashi. I am stacked for that. It's going to be a hell of a show. Hell of a tour. Uh, who won um, last year's Champions Carnival? Um, uh, Naomichi Marafuji. Ooh. But yet he couldn't uh, wrestle in DDT, huh? <laughs> nope. Yeah, I believe, yeah, because then he got the title match with uh, Miyahara, and Miyahara beat him. So who do you um, got coming out of the A block? Uh, I, I, I still think because of the way they protect them, I think Miyahara. Miyahara, okay. Is he against uh, Cat's favorite Joe Doring in the final? Ooh, hey, give it to me. I would love to see. And, and here's the perfect way to do it, too, is if you have Miyahara losing it in the finals, then when you have the rematch, you get to say, look, mm-hmm. I already beat you once. Now I can, you know, I'm going to try to do it again. Uh, you, know, maybe, you know, maybe they have a guy like Zeus sneak out of nowhere and win it. Uh, Aoyagi and Nomura's former tag champ partners would be cool. I will say, um, don't sleep on Shuji Ishikawa to win this thing. Maybe taking on Suwama, the, violent, uh, violent, uh, the violent giants going head-to-head. Because Ishikawa signed with All Japan. So, okay. Maybe Junakiyama pushes him. I don't know. I, I just I think this is going to be a really good tournament. I'm really forty three years young, by the way. Suji Ishikawa. Um, so we got we got fast lane, and we got the sixteen Garrett Gold tournament. Um, middle under twenty minutes here left. What do you want to What do you want to go into? Road lane. Well, let's talk road lane. Let's end the show on a positive note. Um, All right. A lot of big news, you know, kind of coming out of last week. Um, you know, of course, uh, a couple of returns, you know, one to, to Philadelphia. No, I'm not talking about Monday Night Raw tonight. Um, but, of course, I'm talking um, about the biggest free agent signing in Philadelphia Phillies history. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, of course, the returns. Uh, sorry, there's a little damage you did, sir. Um <laughs> but uh, you know, you know, not you obviously brought this up, so I got to say something. The Dodgers offered him three years, one hundred and thirty-five million, which is forty-five million a year. Why would you, you take that? Why would you I, take I thirteen know. and no opt-out? Yeah. I don't get because that. You could have got one hundred and thirty-five million for three years and played on a team that's got five straight divisions and two straight World Series, and then you would have hit three years. Yeah, he'd be 29 at free agency. Oh, so then you just yeah. go out and get paid again. Yeah, what a so fine. He could have so been a LeBron James of baseball. Then they offered him four years, 168, so 42 a year. Didn't take that either. So, whatever. I don't know. It, 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 sounds like, it sounds like it's because Trout's going there. To the Dodgers? Man, no, everyone's going uh, to the Dodgers. To the Phillies, so they would have Trout and Harper in their outfield. How do they have that much uh, money? They don't care about the luxury tax, I guess. <laughs> Better reduce <laughs> those rings. Uh, speaking of rings, again, uh, in ring, well, sort of in ring return, uh, we had uh, the returning Drax the Destroyer dragging out a 70 year old man on his birthday while Triple H makes an angle about himself when it was supposed to be about 
his mentor, Ric Flair. <laughs> um, but uh, we, we, we have Batista kind of, do, you know, as, as Ryan says, loves douchey Batista. Hell, I was there when he came back and beat Cena for the title, uh, you know, kind of at Elimination Chamber. So, yeah, douchey Batista is back. Um, it's going to be an interesting program. Um, to say the least. Uh, also, what's interesting is Kofi Mania is no longer running wild as we saw the returning Kevin Owens not only deliver a, a stunner of a uh, <laughs> kind of a comeback, but also I, I would say, you know, kind of stealing um, the thunder from all the, uh, the fans there. Uh, since he is taking Kofi Kingston's uh, title shot here at, uh, at Fast Block. Um, so as we'll get into that match, a little bit here, but also another uh, a return, if you will, man who has filmed a lot of movie and TV since he's been gone. Uh, I, I would say the Samoan bulldozer, the unit, the unifier of friends who are angry at each other. Yes, Roman Reigns is back, already in a match, um, coming up at uh, at at the road lane here, fast lock. So it's going to be uh, kind of interesting with all of those uh, angles. Oh, Bruce Pritchard also back in the WWE here. With all of these, you know, kind of uh, random appearances, comebacks here and there. Why does this card still seem lame for this Sunday night here, Ryan? For uh, Fast Lane, the real title. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take history. a random guess here. Random guess here. and uh, Just tell me if I'm close here. Um, it feels that way because it is lame. His card sucks. This is, this is not any bit of entertaining things on there. They've completely botched. I do not care about Usos versus Miz and Shane again. Nope. I, so you, you, pull, you pull Kofi is out there, Kevin Owens. Miz's, uh, unborn baby. Is that the prize? Not the, not the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, but possession of the Miz's baby. Is this like is this like the 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 uh, Dominic Mysterio where they had to get the contract for Dominic? Three times. You know, I'm sure Daniel Bryan Kevin Owens will be a fun match, and I, I, I look. I, I understand why they did this is because they they must be doing Daniel Bryan against Kofi at Mania. Mm-hmm. You know, it is what it is, but you know, just don't screw it up because you got a decent chance to make that work. Uh, Bailey and Sasha versus Nia and Tamina. I just hope no one gets hurt. Um, Asuka against Mandy Rose. Maybe it'll be no okay. Uh, you know, speaking we get of sh- hurt, uh, rumors, uh, Asuka apparently hurt at a recent house show. Oh, joy. So Mandy Rose. So that means Lacey Evans winning the title at WrestleMania. Cool. This company rules. Um, ah, Shield suddenly back together again. I'm glad, I'm glad they... They basically told us that Rollins and Ambrose meant nothing. That no. feud was nothing. Um, I don't. I don't care about Baron Corbin what and Bobby Lashley. The tag leagues of New Japan, just stateside. And what? I mean, what's Charlotte versus Becky? If Lynch wins, she gets added to the Raw Women's Title match. Mm-hmm. She, didn't she just win the Royal Rumble? Lifted. Yeah, yeah, she won that, right? Uh, I just. I don't understand why they have to shoehorn. Why is this a SmackDown show minus two matches, by the way? Because <laughs> technically, isn't Char- aren't Charlotte and Becky still on SmackDown? 
even though they're buying for the Raw Women's WWE or the Raw Women's Championship. Think about that, by the way. Bacon. And I just saw a promo from Raw tonight that showed Captain Marvel, which I cannot wait to see. Um, and then they show Ronda Rousey as their personification of Captain Marvel, who yet left the belt in the ring and just and then would say on her on the road with Ronda being the elite series that she has that she doesn't need the WWE. Like, what? Is, why would you even promote her in that spot then? Showcase Sasha Banks for working with injuries and facing Nia Jax twenty times in like two years. <laughs> why? Why would you have Ronda Rousey say she doesn't need you? What does that say about your company? And uh, I, I, I don't know. Did you, did you hear all this stuff? How a lot of people think she's working herself into a shoot when she's when she's talking about on Twitter. Your feelings are hurt. She's getting Holly Holmes all over again, man. Oh, it's so funny. You don't want a cyborg near her. It, 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 here, here's what. It, this 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 is this blows my mind too. Where uh, where you have if Becky beats Charlotte, she gets added to the match at WrestleMania. Okay, it should be for the match for that spot. Yeah, and not only that, why is this match to go into the match at WrestleMania if Ronda walked out anyway? Agreed. I mean, what do what do you want another spoiler? What it actually is is now it's for the Raw Women's uh, Championship. It's not for the spot. It's actually for the women's title. Since uh, Stephanie vacated the title tonight um, via a backstage promo. Not in the ring during a backstage interview. And she said, oh, yeah, it's for the the championship. Which then Becky wins and challenges Ronda, right? But that's not her Stone Cold Steve Austin moment. She has to win it. So does that mean she loses against Charlotte? My head's about yeah. to explode, Ryan. Yeah. What because is going Charlotte, to happen? You got to have Charlotte going as the champion now, so that way Becky can get her moment winning the title at Mania by not beating Ronda, though, but beating Charlotte. But how is Rousey going to be inserted into the match after she walked out? I'd be pissed. Not only as a wrestler, but as a fan. That makes wait, no wait, 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 wait. I just, I just, this literally just, this, this, I just had an epiphany. <laughs> The woman who had nothing to do with this is going to walk into Mania as the champion. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, the woman who won the Royal Rumble is going to lose a match to potentially get into Mania, along with the woman who was the champion going into Mania vacating the title. So you have now taken both, both people out of the main event of WrestleMania and inserted somebody who had nothing to do with any of it and is now the champion. <laughs> you know, I gave this company credit. I, I gave them credit saying I'm I'm into Daniel Bryan. I'm into you know what they try to do at Chamber. They're, you they're getting. They're, oh God! Please don't please don't say that because I'm just gonna get mad. I'm I'm really trying to not get mad. I'm 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 really trying to go on a diet here, and I don't need to go to my fridge and grab some beer. And that's where it's gonna go <laughs> if we start talking about Andrade getting buried. Um, I ah, come on, man. It just. Is there was there an easier layup than Ronda versus Becky Lynch, and they Steph Curried and fell on the ground, missed the layup, got the ball back, and then airballed a three. <laughs> they this were crazy bigger... tickets when that was you know kind of teased four months ago, back in November at the Survivor Series. 
preface breaking. That was printing tickets. That was selling them tickets, the prospect of that. Yes, all cards subject to change, but in this instance, yes, Ryan, that is a slam dunk home run Bartola Cologne rounding the bases in seven plus minutes. That's your guaranteed main event. That is what gets MetLife, New York Jets, New York Giants, whatever the hell they're calling it, stadium. That's what people want to see. This is a bigger blunder than Zion Williams' shoe exploding. This is almost as big of a blunder as, as, you know, having Daniel Bryan face Kane after he wins the title and beats Triple H and, and again, wins the championship at WrestleMania. Here's Kane. Oh, you're injured. Goodbye. Or the summer of punk, if you even want to go deeper. It's almost as big of a blunder as that. They got a lot of rebuff. So, did you um have you seen the rumored WrestleMania card? <sighs> Is it Finn Balor, Brock Lesnar? If not, I don't care. No, I, I uh, have not. Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Buddy Murphy versus To Be Determined. Whoever wins that tournament. <laughs> Daniel Bryan, <laughs> Kofi Kingston, Oscar Lacey oh. Evans, The Usos against the Hardys. Uh, Sasha and Bailey against Trish and Lita, Triple H, Batista, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and then the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. It sounds like less matches, Ryan, but sounds like it's still going to be five hours. Why mm-hmm. is that? Because they still haven't done anything with Dean Ambrose, with Roman Reigns, with John Cena. Uh, what, what do you what, do what, with what, Ambrose? Do you have what, Am- I mean, do you do Reigns Ambrose? Well, what's, kind of what's your take on this whole on this whole thing that apparently a lot of people think Ambrose is going to resign now that Roman's back because they're such good no, friends? I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> Which then does this make this even? If, I'm, if I'm Jonathan Good, I or Matthew Good, whatever. If I'm just Mister Good, I would see what those offers are because even if you know they are what they are, that means the WWE are still going to go after you. They're going to still sweeten the spot or the pot, I should say. So, I mean, it's, I think you just kind of go in and see what's, what the feelers are out there. You know, AEW, you know, just announced they're running a show, Jacksonville show in July. You know, it seems like a few days, you know, kind of uh, during the, uh, the G1 uh, tournament here that starts stateside in Dallas on the 6th. Um, so, yeah, I, I would just see what's, what's out there. Wouldn't you? Friend yeah, and all, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. great. You know, he had a miraculous recovery. Um, but, I mean, just to be kind of complacent again, even with the championship, I'm sorry, Dean Ambrose is not, you know, making me watch these these programs. It's the Daniel Bryans that's going to be making me watch the shows on the network more so than, than an Ambrose title reign. Yeah, I'm, I'm just scared. Ugh. I don't know what's going to happen. Money talks, man. Money talks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see what goes on here. And man, I, him and Pac in an AEW ring in Chicago, <laughs> Labor Day weekend. How about that, by the way? Um, just kind of going Or him and Hangman Page, AEW yeah. championship in Chicago over Labor Day weekend. Just saying. 
<laughs> the, the Jacksonville show, I believe, is in July. They just announced, so they're, they're yeah. hopefully getting getting to uh, where we need them to be. Also, um, uh, thoughts uh, and condolences um, and prayers, of course, to Jungle Boy and to his family with the passing of his father, Luke Perry. Very, very sad. Yeah. I was oh, a huge Nine Hundred Two One Zero and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie uh, fan. Um, and uh, hey, Riverdale, some good stuff. You know, a few episodes that I saw. Of that. Um, All right. Closing out on a good note here. Uh, WXW 16 karat gold tournament going on the 8th through the 10th. Um, it should be released like 42 to 72 hours after it comes out. Uh, I can't wait for this. Review uh, coming soon. Here's uh, we have 16 man tournament. We talked about tournaments just like you, you alluded to to start the show. Mm-hmm. These, eight, these eight first round matches. Holy hell. WrestleMania. David Starr versus Balter. We mm-hmm. get Mark Davis of Aussie Open against Pentagon Jr. We get uh, Avalanche versus Jern Simmons. Lucky Kid versus Timothy Thatcher. Shigehiro Irie against Chris Brooks. Uh, Marquise Al, uh, Alani against Axel Dieter Jr. or Marcel Bartel coming back coming in back. there. Phoenix versus Ray Horace. And the match that I might be having to watch by myself so nobody sees me, Daisuke Sekimoto against Ilya Dragunov. <laughs> oh, my Atlanta. Dream match on dream match on dream match. Wow. This tournament. I, and I looked at this and, and got a list together of this. So check this out here. Um, uh, as past winners of this tournament, Chris Hero, Valter, Sammy Callahan, El Generico, Tommy End or Alistair Black, Zack Sabre Jr. and Ilya Dragunov. Um, people that have competed in this tournament, Daniel Bryan, Pac, Marafuji, oh. Cesaro, the Young Bucks both in singles matches, Nigel McGuinness, Taiji Ishimori, Marty Skrull, Mike Quackenbush, Jonathan Gresham, Rocky Romero, Doug Williams, and obviously the list goes on. This is a tournament that has a lot of lineage and a lot of really good winners and a lot of great people that have been in these tournaments. And this mm-hmm. looks like another. No, the, I, again, those matches alone, I I will put down whatever uh, it will cost to stream this event here. Um, my gosh, Aussie Open in singles matches. Um, I, I'm really excited. Mark Davis, Pentagon Jr. Watch it. Dogzilla. <laughs> Dude, it's going to be good. It's going to be really out. good. Actually, junior, man. Tournaments. Tournaments. Some tournaments. Um, later in this week, too, like we said, we're going to try to get another show in for the 47th anniversary results and kind of preview the cup. Um, mm-hmm. But we may be having uh, either this week or next week. Um, Warrior Wrestling has a show on the 15th. Alex will be there with Dave Ritter. I probably won't be able to make it. I'm still working <laughs> at stuff, but we got two inventories I got to go into. So I'm probably not going to get out of there, but they're going to be there at the Fan Fest Live, doing yeah. uh, WrestleCast in front of everyone. But uh, we, we may have uh, some of the guys on uh, talking about the show, right, Alex? Yep, yep. We, uh, hopefully uh, later on this week, if not early next week for the uh, the Monday show, um, we're, we're going to talk some Warrior Wrestling there um, with Steve and the fine folks over there. Stack card. Um, also announced, uh, you know, um, with the Warrior Wrestling uh 
match between Jordan Grace and Lisa Marie. Bashan will now be for the Progress Women's Championship. How tight is that going to be? That's oh, awesome. Yeah. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, really good card, a lot of good stuff on it. So we'll, we'll preview that next week, too. Um, kind of talk uh, talk about, like I said, the New Japan Cup, give our results for Fastlane and the 47th anniversary. And depending on when it's released, maybe we'll be talking WXW. And we've got some progress we're catching up on that we'll be talking about soon. So a lot of good stuff coming up. Alex, appreciate it once again, and we will catch you all later this week. WrestleCast, we're out.